about everybody doing good so far? Woo. Are you ready to do better? Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Well, I got some good news for you today. Everybody ready for good news? Just two of you. Three, or four, or five. Everybody ready for some good news? Jeff said he wants a double portion. Right? Me too, man. That's what I'm talking about. Well, the good news is this. No one is beyond God's grace. Somebody say amen there. Is that you? That's me. No one is beyond God's grace. And I think that's probably the best news we'll hear today. But also when I was putting this message together, I started thinking about this. You know, if we're not careful, we can start to, to develop an attitude of being very judgmental, can't we? <laughs> but it's true, isn't it? I mean, sometimes we just get a little, you know, judge and jury thing going on, don't we? I just can't believe that. I just, did you hear what they say? Did you, you know, my goodness, let God work that out. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. So we can definitely do that. But we need to constantly ask the Lord to help us to keep the lens of the Lord on our eyes. Amen. Think about that. So when you see folks today, you just say, man, I tell you what, I got a brother and sister in Christ. Isn't that something? That's amazing. Look at God working through them. And uh, Lord, how can I be a blessing to them? So let's take a look at this. This is kind of one of those messages. This is where we want to get to, but I got to unpack a few things before we get there. Is that okay? So here's our, here's our verse for the day. And it's Romans 8.31. It's all to give us some encouragement. It says, what then shall we say in response to these things? Talking about the good news of God. All right. And it says, if God is for us, who can be against us? Now, if you don't remember anything else today, if you can keep that in your heart, I think you're going to be victorious. Amen. Do you ever need to hear that a couple of times a day? <laughs> All right. I'm telling you. OK, I thought I thought we had a lot in common. It really did. But, you know, we, we need to just go ahead and just hold on to that. But this is kind of birthed out a lot of stuff we've been doing on Tuesday nights. We've been doing, like Miss Tanya said, a Max Licato study. Uh, it's, it's been really good. It said you'll get through this. You ever have those days, weeks, months, years? You're just like, when is it going to end? If that's you today, this is our message. Let me go ahead and put both my hands up in a foot. This is for us. That's for all of us. That's what I love about God's word. It's always for us regardless. Because if you don't think it's applicable today, which it is, probably by lunchtime it will be. Amen. <laughs> it really will. So we look at that. And this is one of the things that Max would go back to. And you're going to hear this throughout here in the theme. And he says this many times. He says, you'll get through this. It won't be painless. It won't be quick. But God will use this mess for good. In the meantime, don't be foolish or naive. But don't be despaired either. With God's help, you will get through this. Man, that brings us back to my main thing. No one's beyond God's grace. No one's beyond God's grace. You know, I was sharing with the sister who came in today. And many of y'all have heard my testimony. Is, you know, I didn't grow up in church. Didn't, I went to church once when I was five and once when I was 30. But somebody came outside of the church to tell me about God's grace. How many of you folks had thought God was just way up here in the sky waiting for you to do something wrong? I guess that's the only one. <laughs> you know, I just thought, man, okay. You know, I, I didn't understand about his love and his grace and his mercy. But boy, when I got hooked into that, I said, now nah, I, can, I can work with that. I need, I need that. Aren't you glad it's fresh every day? Man, because if anybody could use it up, I probably could, but you can't, because he's got more. Let's keep on rolling with that. So, you know, nobody's beyond grace, and, and that's what I hope we see today, that, uh, you know, through some of the, the stories that we share today and, and your, your personal testimony, you know, sometimes we can have a big mess in our life, amen, and just think, there's just no way out. Well, let me tell you, even in the midst of that mess, you're not alone. You're not alone. And that's the great thing about having a church family as well. They can come alongside and encourage you and things like that. But ultimately, we want to feed on the word of God. And if we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have the spirit of God living in us, the great comforter, 
So I want to tell you today, listen to what the Lord is showing you. I, I pray today that God will take this message and just make it so much more than what anybody else could. It's his message. And I just thought, you know, I'm going to get out of the way and let God just, just go ahead with it. Because that's always the best deal, isn't it? So we're going to go ahead and give you a little background on what's going on. Now, we started talking a little bit uh, about our Bible study. And it was talking about the life of Joseph. Many of y'all know that. And I'm just going to pick out a few things and kind of set the stage, you know. So we're going to see how God is faithful even when we can't see it. Isn't that something? That, do you know the Lord's faithful? You know, he's not a man that he can lie. It doesn't always happen in the time that we want it or the way that we want it. You know, sometimes, how many people, I think about this sometimes, you prayed about a job and you wanted this particular job and you didn't get the job. And then five years later, you go, thank the Lord I didn't get that job. Huh? <laughs> now, I know this has never happened with any women, but I mean, any guys, right? But with women, how many people say, I just want, I just want to, I just want to be with that good looking fellow right there. And then later on, you go, I'm sure I'm glad I got stuck with Buddy Chapman. <laughs> You can say amen if you want, baby. I'm buying lunch. <laughs> Probably more than that now. But, <laughs> but you know, sometimes it's not always what it's cracked up to be. But as I, as I live a little bit longer and see a little bit more and shut this a whole lot more, I'm working on it. <laughs> Everybody works me. <laughs> I said I'm working on it. I get to see God just move so good at his time and things. And so this is the whole story here. I'm going to unpack a few things. I just kind of, I'm going to try to give you a whole lifetime in about, about three or four lines here. But we're talking about the life of Joseph, the son of Jacob. He had 11 other brothers and two, and, and he was the second youngest. Now he was Jacob's favorite. You remember the story about the coat of many, many colors. And, uh, you know, sometimes I was thinking about this. Sometimes we can cause a little problem in our own home front, can't we? Because he made it known to all his brothers that Joseph was the favorite. How many of y'all are a favorite? You're God's favorite. He's got a bunch of favorites, right? You know, I always say I'm, I'm my mom's favorite, but I'm the only son, favorite son. Well, my, my sister counters that and says she's the favorite daughter, and that's fine. But, you know, uh, when you're loved, does it matter? I mean, if it's just really just unconditional love, man, you are number one. And somebody beside you, you can get that on them too. And it's just a good thing. So let's keep on going. So it really kind of set the stage up here where Jacob had really put uh, Joseph in a bad spot. Made him his coat and everything else. And time goes by and he looks around and, and he starts having these dreams. And he's telling his brothers, right? Hey, I had this dream and, and this is what's going on. And, and you guys are basically, I'm going to cut to the chase. Here. You guys are going to bow down before me. I bet you that went real good with the brothers, didn't it? Huh? Can you imagine being almost, you know, pretty much the baby? I think he was the second for the youngest. And say, hey, I just want to tell you guys, especially in that culture. I mean, it was all about the, the order in which you were born and all this. thing. So he said, hey, guess what? Y'all will be working for me. No wonder he ended up in a pit. Come on, you know. So he goes on. And then, then it sounds like as I read the story, I was going back through and refreshing myself last night. And he'd go out and then he'd come back and tell on his brothers. That's not a good feature. Right? That is not a good feature if you don't want to, you know, if you don't want to get beat up a little bit, you know, because I, I don't know. I didn't have any brothers, but I had friends that had brothers and they would beat up on me. You know what I mean? So they were beating my brother, buddy up and me. And they just oh, he'll be all right, mom. He'll be all right. He'll, he'll grow back. You know, things like that. But I guess it builds characters. It built some knots along the way to the, the time too, man. But that's what happens sometimes growing up, right? So you look at this and the brothers go out with the sheep and they've been gone for quite a while. And so the dad says, hey, Joseph, go, go find out what's going on. And I'll put him out there and see what's happening. So he goes and goes and goes. And 
They're not where they're supposed to be. And he talks to another fellow. He says, oh, man, they had to press on, you know, a little bit further. So here he goes. Joseph comes on out there. and He's looking around. Can you imagine? I just, I just put myself in a street. He's a sporting that coat, you know. Coming on down there. And here he goes. Oh, here he comes. Daddy's boy. Let's put it in real time. Here he goes now. He's going to sell us out, you know. The dreamer, they call him. Here comes the dreamer. How many of y'all got big dreams? Hold on to them. Hold on to them. So here we go, and we know pretty much how the story unfolds. He gets there, and all of a sudden the brothers just turn on him. They say, you know what, let's just go ahead and kill him. And they get to think about it. Now, we don't want his blood on our hands. What we'll do, we'll just throw him in this, this, old, this old pit, this cistern. It's like a, can imagine just a big out, dug out water hole. Probably not much water <coughs> in it at this time, but they're just going to sling him in there. You know? And so they go ahead and do that. Can you imagine the fear that's gripping his heart now? I want, to, I want to try to really unpack this thing. Can you imagine? You're thinking, you're hoping. I hope they're playing. You know? You ever had anybody do that? Your, your older uh, brothers and sisters do something? You go, surely they're going to come back for me. Right? So they put him in this pit. And then they decide to see this whole caravan come on. I say, you know what? Hey, we can make a buck on our brother. Let's just go ahead and sell him into slavery. Wow. And you think your family's got problems, right? I mean, everybody's family has got some, some you know, bumps and bruises. So they go and they sell the boy into slavery. And they go ahead and take his little coat and put some blood on it and everything off an animal and go back and tell the dad, say, don't look like you made it, dad. Man, can you imagine that? And now they got to live with that. And watch how the story unpacks. So they continue to go on. And first thing that happens is Joseph gets sold into to, uh, the Pharaoh's, uh, the king of, king of Egypt, the Pharaoh there, his main captain is named Potiphar. And you all remember the story. He's there and he's, he's the houseboy. But you know what? Through the pit, all the way to the palace, he's got this common denominator. He's keeping his eyes on the Lord. Because pretty much everything else has been stripped away. His coat, his family, everything. But he's still got his focus on who? On the Lord. We can learn from that today. Amen? So he goes and everything, look at, this, look at his life. Was it easy? No. But did he always rise to the, to the occasion? Always, the Lord never left him. So he goes and, and Joseph gets you know, promoted right up to running the household. And then guess what? Something else happens. You know, you think, man, what else could happen? It always happened to him. He goes and Potiphar's uh, wife puts the move on him. He, he said, man, look, I'm not going to sin against God. I'm running out of here. So what does she do after that? She lies about him, gets him thrown in jail. God's just doing his job. How many of y'all ever felt like that? Man, I was just doing what I thought I was supposed to do. Now look. And then guess what we do? Sometimes we get mad at God. He didn't. He just kept on trusting God, didn't he? So no matter where he was at, whether he's in the pit, he's at Potiphar's house, now he's in the jailhouse, right? Guess what happens? God starts promoting him on up again. Man, my buddy used to say it where he said, the cream will always rise to the top. You know? A lot of times we just want to fight it and everything else and people get a bad attitude and they just, well, I'm just going to sit down and squat down and I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do this. That wasn't the heart that he had. His heart was, you know, I'm going to keep serving the Lord regardless because he knew from that relationship God was going to bring him through the other side. So he goes and as you know in the story, a couple of things change and he starts, uh, you know, hanging out with some guys and there was a baker and a cupbearer and they told him about this dream. Each one has a dream. And he said, what do you think? They said, what do you think it means? And he prays about it. And he says, well, basically, this is what I see the Lord showing me. He says, you know what? The, the baker is going to die, but the cupbearer cup is going to be restored. And sure enough, that's what happened. The Lord had shown him what was going to happen. 
So when he, the, the boys were restored there, the, the cupbearers were restored, he says, look, don't forget about me. Don't forget about me now when you get back on top. You got it. You ever had anybody like, man, I got you. I appreciate it. What's your name? <laughs> you know what I mean? They just forget about it, right? So they said about a couple years go by, and uh, the Pharaoh has this, this heavy-duty dream. It's just haunting him. He brings all the people in to interpret a dream, and they go, no, that's not it. That's not it. So about that time, the cupbearer, all of a sudden, he has this revelation. I know a guy, right? I know a guy. I know the guy in the jailhouse that he told me about this, and this happened. He said, bring him on in. They clean him up, bring him on out to Potiphar and, and lay it all out there. And Joseph said, well, let me pray about it, and I'll tell you what he would get out of it. So he prays about it, comes back and says, hey, look, we're going to have a, fam a famine. But, you know, things are going to get tough. And this is the way we need to do this. So I'm telling you all these things that he went through. And, and Pharaoh goes, wait a minute now. This guy you're following, he's, he's the one. And he brings him to a place where Joseph becomes the second in command of all Egypt. This is a guy that he was just a dreamer. This is a guy that they left in a pit. This is a guy that they sold out of slavery. This is a guy that they ripped his clothes up, poured blood on it off an animal and said, Dad, he's out. He's gone. What did God say? I'm not done with you yet. If you're here today, tell somebody, God's not done with you yet. Amen? He's not done with you yet. So I want to unpack some of those things and see what's going on. But he moves him right on up to second in command. Now, that's something that God can do uh, what nobody else can do. When a door closes or window closes or something like that, God's still moving, moving along, right? So if you're in that situation, you feel like, man, I am just under the jail. You don't know what I've been through. I am, I'm in the pit. Hold on, because God's going to show you something good today. You ready for that? So if you got your handouts, take a look at them. And we're going to look at three areas of our life, all right? So let's go ahead and move on. First thing I want to talk about is God can take us where we are. Anybody excited about that? Say amen. Mm -hmm. So many times we think we got to clean up before God can use us. I often say this. I think we just got to give up. They say, what do you mean? Stop fighting. Say, Lord, take it over. Take it over, all right? So look at this. I'm going to take a look at this right here. First one. From the pit to the palace. Was it an easy ride? Not at all. Not at all. I said, it can be anywhere. The Lord is not hindered by your location or your situation. So think about it right now. What is your current situation? God's not, it's not overwhelming God. Whatever your situation is, okay? Realize that he can take you right where you are. That's going to unpack pretty fast here. Joseph had an unbroken fellowship with God. His circumstances kept changing, but his relationship with God was constant. Let me tell you right there. That's some good news if you get that in your heart. Stick to the stuff. Keep sticking to the stuff. Joseph trusted God and held the course. I think many times when things don't come around in the time that we think or in the manner that we think, we go, oh, I don't want to play no more. You see that? Just like, it, just like anything, you start something new, everybody's in, man. It's shiny and new. It's cool. This is great. I'm here. Let me know. And then it's like, oh, you know, I don't know if I can do that anymore. And, yeah, we used to do that. And next thing you know, they're backtracking, backtracking. I'm going to tell you what. Just walk with God a step at a time. And you watch how he will continue to show you. His circumstances kept changing. But his relationship with God was constant. Something just popped in my mind. How many know, how many people's life has really changed in the last 20 years? Okay. I'm going to break it on down. How about in the last 10 years? How about in the last year? How about in the last week? Here you go. Things can change. And, and, and some are for the better. 
And some are for the long haul, aren't they? But is God still constant in your life? That's what I want you to see. Is God still constant in your life? I know sometimes we've got to make a couple of course corrections and things like that. But we all know this, right? God isn't the one that's walking away. Amen? Hold the course. Let's keep on rolling. So, just what we say, God's love is constant. Man, when everything else in the world is changing, isn't it good to know that truth right there? When everything else, when everybody comes up and goes, man, I cannot believe you pulled that stuff. Huh? Or man, can you, you know, you shouldn't have done that. Or this, or that, or, you know, what are you, what were you, you ever get this, what were you thinking? <laughs> Jesse, you're going to love me anyway, aren't you? Jesse's learning how to drive, and he is really good. He does good. We drove everywhere yesterday. We had a little dad time. I said, hey, let's just go down here. We went to lunch. We drove, and I said, let's go over to James River Bridge. Now, I already know this. Some people don't like going over bridges. But if I talk to him enough, he's not going to think about it. So he never thought, yeah, isn't it? yeah, he never thought about it. Shoot him down the other side. Looking good, right? Going down here. He says, isn't there a ferry or something around here? I said, yeah, man. Let's do this. We rode down the road and got on the ferry and everything else, you know. And then there's days that we drive. And I go, what were you thinking? Then he goes, I don't know. I was driving. I'm thinking, they got to go together. You know, he does good, but sometimes, because this is the thing, when you're riding shotgun, they know when they're going to stop, but you don't. And, and with the little car he's got, I love riding in that because I got the emergency brake right here. So I act like I'm just stretching out. I'm holding that bad boy right there. I, I know that I can knock it into neutral and pull that thing up if we have to, and then pop the belt and jump. <laughs> but you know we're, we're going pretty soon we're going to work into putting the radio on right now we just got dad barking commands you know I, you know and he always told me he said well I said how fast are you going he said I'm, it's 35 I'm doing 35 I said well that's too fast he said well but it's 35 I was like I don't care slow down you know yeah and then I say pick it up some man what are you doing goes, what you know so there's always these things going back and forth I'm sure it's not me <laughs> you know, so if, so if he can ride with me for a while, he's going to do great. But, you know, sometimes it's those things that we go, what was I thinking? You know, and, and I'm sitting there the other day, we went to turn and a car's coming. And I said, okay, we'll go ahead and turn. When I, and I have to flip, I said, I'm talking about when it's clear. He said, you said turn. I said, when it's clear. So now I have to make sure, turn when nobody else is there. You know, because I'm going, that guy's getting close. That guy's getting close. And I see him go. I was like, look out. You know? Isn't that what we do sometime in life? We're just Sometimes going along. You get stuck in drive teaching mode when you're up when you're with your other son. Yes, <laughs> I do. And I will say it. I'm sorry. Now, when I ride with somebody, I go, okay, okay, back off a little bit. Tom's going, what? <laughs> you know? And even Denise is like, you know, I, usually I drive. I don't know why. Because <laughs> I get it from her. <laughs> I do, because I'm going to tell you what, I can go in the corner and I get this. Put that hand out, put the spider web out, man. Anyway, I digress. Y'all pray for me and my family on driving. But the whole thing is what I was getting at is, you know, sometimes we're in the middle of what we're doing. We're, we're, we're thinking so hard about this one particular thing that we miss the oncoming car. We miss the oncoming traffic. We go, what in the world am I thinking? And we don't really have a good answer. You know what? Let's stay anchored to, to the Word of God. Let's stay anchored to knowing that, you know what? His love is constant. And, and you know what? That's where we need to come back and fill up on. Amen? So let's take a look at this here. I said, circumstances don't change God. God can change the circumstances. 
Aren't you glad? Y'all remember that right there. Write that down somewhere. Tell somebody. You know? All the time we're looking at that, man. And, and you know, last week we wrote the other day, uh, I guess it was last week, we talked about God being a forever God. He never changes. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Be careful in this, son. We have a great time here, don't we? But I'll tell you what, you know, things change, but God never changes. And, and in a world with things moving so fast and so, so often, just like we say, hey, 20 years, 10 years, in a week, one phone call can change everything. You know, one phone call can change everything. And you know what? One, save me, Lord, can change everything. It can change your spiritual destination from hell to heaven forever, for eternity. Amen. I will while it's on my mind. I have a funeral to do today. I ask you guys to be praying about that as well. For it'll be a great opportunity for folks to uh, hear the word of God. Amen. I know you guys will be praying about that. So we want to glorify God with our gifts. I said, you know, Joseph cultivated his heart with the promises of God. I think about this a lot. You know, I don't do a whole bunch of gardening, but where I used to live, there was an older gentleman, and he had those tines. Is that what you call them in the front there? And he's doing this, and he would use one, one. Uh, one of the smaller ones to pulverize all the dirt and then one of the big ones to get way down in there. He had two different tillers. And he said, that will really, you know, cultivate that dirt. And I think about that with the word of God and the promises of God. Cultivating our heart so that the seed of God can grow in there. Amen. Sometimes we've got to weed it out, don't we? Sometimes we've got to make some changes, weed it out and all those things. But I'm going to tell you what, God is always willing to bring forth a harvest of victory in our life. Amen. Everybody doing good? Amen. Good. I had a couple things I wanted to share here. I said, in the pit, in the palace, in the hospital, in the rehab, in the divorce, in the unemployment line, God never changes. I want you to hear that today. Everybody, let's keep on rolling. All right. What else? God can change what we are. I'm glad to hear that. You know? But let's keep, a little, keep rolling here. Where you start doesn't have to be where you finish. Aren't you glad? Say amen if you're glad there. Amen. Rather have a big finish. I thought this right here. Uh, I said, the Lord can open doors no man can close. Those humble beginnings are something else. And, you know, sometimes we look at stuff, you look back over your, your life. How many times, did y'all ever do that? Or am I the only one kind of play things back at the end of the day or maybe at the in, end of the year? What did I accomplish? What I didn't accomplish? Man, I should have done this. I didn't do this. How can I take what I learned this year and apply it to next year? You know what I mean? Not beat myself up, but trying to get a good baseline because I want to grow in my relationship with the Lord. Okay, what am I doing? And things like that. But all there, there's always an opportunity to grow deeper in the Lord. But as we grow deeper in the Lord, I'm going to tell you what, God will grow us deeper. Amen? Grow us stronger. Grow us taller. So look what he did in Joseph's life. I said, Joseph went from a slave to a deliverer. They had to come to him to get the grain. And many of y'all know the rest of the story. I, I kind of stopped just getting it started. He goes and time goes by and this great fam, famine, I have a problem saying that, famine comes across the land. Look, there's not going to be much, but he's already prepared because God spoke into his heart to be prepared. What is God speaking into your heart to be prepared on? And they go and the, the brothers come and they go and they don't know it's Joseph. See, they think he's gone. They think he's been killed or in slavery or whatever. But God had a plan. He was working that behind the scenes. And they go, the brothers go, and they're trying to trade some things so that they can have food for their, their family. And man, what happens then? Joseph recognizes them. Right? No one is beyond God's grace. And God had been molding Joseph's heart for years and years and years. I don't know if I would respond like Joseph did. 
probably the way he started responding. He kind of messed with him a little bit. He said, uh, hey, you know, we, we want to do some business with you. He says, you know what? I think y'all a bunch of spies. Let's lock them up. What? You know? And, and the brother start when all this starts coming down, they said, you know what? This is honest because of what we did to our brother. They still had that guilt. They still had that shame. All those years, they were still thinking about it. What is it that you're still holding on to you need to let go? I don't know what it is. But you know what? Look at the attitude of Christ. And look at the attitude of Christ through Joseph. And Joseph does a few things. He kind of sets them up. He kind of wants them to feel, feel the burn. He sends them off and go back and get, get your other brother. And, you know, kind of compact the story down a little bit. Matter of fact, he puts some... some uh, stuff in one of the seed bags and looks like they stole something. Man, what are y'all doing? Right? And the guys, are, the, the brothers are going, oh my gosh, I encourage, uh, and, uh, encourage you guys to read it. It starts in Genesis 37. It's a little homework for this week. How many people know the Bible is an exciting book? It's alive. Yeah, it's alive. So all these things happen. He brings them back to jail and they're just going, man, I, I just can't believe all this going. They still don't know that the, the second highest guy in command of the nation is their brother, the one that they sold out. And finally, he brings them all in and he sits them on a ta- at a table to eat. This, this is a beautiful picture. He sits them at a table and he sits them in the order that they're born. The brothers don't even know it. They're just like, what's going to happen now? And he begins to share that he's their brother. Wow! Can you imagine that? They're going, what? And they just break out and they love it on him and they're sharing everything. And they go, man, we're so sorry. We're this, that, and everything else. You know, maybe there's a time in our life that we're looking forward to that reunion with past strained relationships or anything else. But I'm going to tell you what, God is a God of constant love and God is one that's one set that table to bring you home. And just like we see how he worked through Joseph's life, how can we be open to things where God's working through our life It's not easy to forgive. Somebody say amen. Amen. It takes the Lord on the inside helping us. I always say this and couple it with this. Just because you forgive somebody does not mean that you agree with the offense. But you means you agree that you are not going to let that thing, that thing, whatever it is, fill in the blank, hold you captive for the rest of your days. Amen. Amen. And And God will help you with that. God has to help us with that. You know, it's painful. There are, there are things that people have been through. Man, it's something else. But there's things people been, have been through and God has worked through that and they come out the other side. What did he say? There's bumps, bruises, and setbacks and all those things. Don't get overwhelmed. You know, it's easier to say than do when you're walking through it. But I'm telling you, this is just another case. Over and over, look at David's life. Look at Ruth's life. Look at Esther's life. People went through some tough times. I don't know why we think, we say, man, I get saved, everything's going to be perfect. <laughs> I don't know about that. I will tell you this, that we're going to a place where it'll be all perfect. And I can tell you that our relationship is perfect because of what Jesus Christ has. But while we're still in this sin-filled world, we're going to have some bumps and bruises, amen? But we're not in it alone. And so fill up on that and know that no one is beyond God's grace. Let's keep on Put it this day, and I said, if we could only get a glimpse of what God desires for us, man. You ever know? You ever met somebody, maybe a child, or maybe a friend from school, or maybe even look in the mirror later on, and you go, man, there is so much untapped potential. You know, 
to me, I, you know, I love playing music and stuff, and, and that's great. But something I've always thought is cool is somebody that can draw. You know, it's just like, bam, they just put this out. And they, they see so much more than a stick man. You know, that's, if I get a good stick man, I'm thinking, yeah, look at that. That's good, you know. If, if all the limbs are in the same direction, I'm thinking I'm doing good. And people just draw this, and, and it just comes alive. And it's just amazing on those things like that. But I tell you what, that's what God wants to do in our life. There's so much more. If we could just get a glimpse of what God has for you. I tell you, it tickles me sometimes, and it's overwhelming all in the same thing. Because I, I say this a lot of times, when I see people that I haven't seen in a long time. I've been doing ministry for about 17 years now. And so time goes by and you see some folks and, and they go, hey man, what's going on? And they usually ask this, you still playing guitar? I go, man, all the time. They go, really man, where are you jamming at, dude? <laughs> I go, uh, man, I play every Sunday. Really? Where at? At church? They go, what? They go, who? You playing at church? You know? I said, yeah, man, it sounds like Leonard Skinner with a better message. They go, where's your church at? <laughs> you know, it's just another thing. I said, I always play fast music so they get the good news sooner. They go, I like that. And then we give them a CD or talk or something like that. It's another doorway to share with them. But I tell you what, I can tell you, in 1995, when somebody handed me a Bible track, I didn't think I was going to be preaching. I thought maybe I'd be the guy, don't do this. And I'd be like that. Don't be like this guy. But you know what? I tell you the guy you want to be like. His name is Jesus. He's the one. He's the one that can take that mess and make it glorious. You know? And there's always going to be things working in our life, man. Always things to adjust. But if we could just get a glimpse of what God desires for us, I really think that would just turn everything around. But we settle so often, don't we? How often do we settle? A lot of times. We go, oh, well, this is good. This is fast. This is easy. Hold the course. Let's keep on going. So what is God shaping in you? I said, remember his plan. Remember he has a purpose. You have a destiny and a legacy. I want to read a few things I wrote down on my handout. I said, it's not the title you hold, but the place God holds in your heart. No one is beyond God's grace. I don't care who you are about any other thing, whatever. You can have all these titles and you don't know Jesus. Oh, well. Can you imagine getting there on, on Judgment Day? Go, hey, how you doing? What about one of these? You know, it's like, you, know, well, you know, that's not it. When we get there, how would you answer this question? What did you do with my son Jesus? What did you do with him? Did you reject him? Did you receive him? Did you share him or did you shun him? You know? Now, that's a great thing about having a big mouth, okay? And I thought to myself, if I make all this noise for the devil, if I could just flip the switch, man, Lord, I could be your man. You know? And when I started reading the Bible and the Lord called me to preach, I thought, man, I don't know nothing about this. I just love you. I just love you, Lord. I, I don't know Greek, Hebrew, this, that, and everything else. And all the Lord's ever asked me to do, tell them what I've done in your life and tell them what I'll do in theirs. Share the gospel. Isn't that amazing? We make it hard. Now, I'm all for digging in the Word. I, I, every chance I get, I'm, I'm feeding on the Word of God, trying to learn stuff and this and that. I'm listening to different things and and you guys bring so much to the table, and I love doing Tuesday night Bible study, and there's so much that we can learn from one another, but ultimately because it's Holy Spirit cultivating that in our lives, showing us from God's Word. But you've got to open the book, you know what I mean? Let's open that book. So many times we just want to keep the book closed. But if we could get that glimpse, man, what is it that God is shaping in your life? 
I, I had a few more things I wanted to write down here. It says, my expectations were not real high in my life. It really wasn't. When I think about it, I know y'all are, you know I'm going to get to the hot dog cart thing, but I'm going to leave that part to the last. When, when I was sitting there thinking, you know, but Thomas went to college. He knew what he wanted to do. Jesse's still uh, kicking the tires and thinking about a couple of different things. And, you know, if they would ask me at 15, 16 years old, what do you want to do? Mine was easy. I was going to be a rock star. Nope. I mean, I was ready, man. That's it. I had enough time, man, because I'd go, wake up in the morning playing guitar. I would go to sleep playing guitar. My mom would take my guitar off me and, and say, you know, what are you doing? I was, I was jamming. Mom was jamming. That's what I was going to That was going to be my way out. And I did okay. Made a couple of dollars, made some friends. But it's just stuff. And I love playing guitar. But I tell you what I really love. I love playing guitar for the Lord. You know? So times go by and I thought, man, my dad was telling me, he said, well, you know, uh, I was cutting grass. How many people remember cutting grass? All right? A big deal for us cutting grass was $2.50 in the neighborhood. And you had these little type snippers. Not a, no Toro. You had this, you know, and then my buddy's mom, she, she saved up a bunch of those, what is it, the green coupons, what is it, green stamps. Beecham's mom got one of those little black and deckers that go like this. You still had to get on your knees, and man, for about 30 minutes, you could cut it down. You're like, like this. I would have been all right with me. My dad said, well, you know what, uh, they got guys out where, where we work out there, they make $10 an hour cutting grass. I said, man, that's great. That's a lot of money. That's good. I'd like to do that. Nothing wrong with the honest living. But I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about tomorrow. I was thinking the money now. Money now. Money now. Money now. Not no future. No future. And you know what? A lot of people make a good living on that. I'm not saying anything about that. I'm saying I never look past how much is it? Okay. I'm thinking. And then as time went by, I got this idea when I start paying my own bills that steady employment is a great thing. <laughs> You know, some said he's good. And I thought, well, that, that'd be good. But, you know, God has so much more for us, you know? And then the dream, the ultimate dream for, for years and years and years, I want a hot dog stand, you know? And I thought about that last night. And I said, Lord, you know I wanted that hot dog stand. He said, you want one now? I said, nope. I'm thinking, I don't want to be out that heat, my guitar going out of tune and everything else, you know what I mean? But I thought that was good. I mean, I see man buckrow. I'm saying, man, footlong hot dog, playing guitar. I want to make a million. This is going to be great. But I probably would have had skin cancer and a messed up guitar, you know. But you don't think about those things at the time, you know. So today, I hope that we look a little bit past the here and now. That we invest in things for eternal dividends, amen. All those things are great. Any type of living you're making is good. Honest living is great. But during that time, are you using the things that God has blessed you with to impact the kingdom of God. Got a story for you. So me and Jesse went driving, right? Went driving, got up on there, and I thought, this lady's going to give me a heart attack. She's saying, come up a little closer. Just like, I said, easy, easy. And then she does this all of the last, she's getting closer and she goes, cut a wheel. And I was like, no. I'm like, I want to break me. So I'm like, Okay, man, you did good, son. That's great. You did good. So we're on the boat. And I'm sitting there going, man, should I drive the car off here or should I not? He'll be all right. He'll be all right. I'm talking all this stuff. In the midst of all that, though, I'm still thinking about Jesus. How about you? So I see this couple behind us, and they're out there on the rail like this, taking pictures. 
<laughs> take a picture of the wife, take a picture of the husband. I said, excuse me. <laughs> I know Jessica, he's going to talk to somebody else. You know, I go over there, I say, hey, uh, how about if I take y'all's picture? Y'all look like a nice couple. They go, yeah, sure, man. You, you're going to love this lead in. I said, y'all ready? Yeah, they said, ready. I said, on the count of three, say it after me. Jesus. They said, Jesus. You get your big old smile. Open the door for a conversation. But they were one up on me already because when I looked on the back of the car, they had a big thing that said Jesus. So we got to encourage one another. But those are things that God's just always putting on our heart and our mind. You know what I mean? How many times is there something that we could throw the name of Jesus into a conversation and just open that door? To encourage somebody. You know, all the time. All the time. I believe that God always gives us an opportunity to speak on his behalf. Everybody doing good? All right, coming around the mountain now. God can use who we are. Are you glad? Say amen. amen. God has designed in you the blueprint of victory. I said, God did not save you to fail. He didn't save you to fail. And yes, there are some bumps and bruises. Yes, indeed. But let's go back and read this again, just like what Max had. You'll get through this. It won't be painless. It won't be quick. But God uses, but God will use this mess for good. In the meantime, don't be foolish or naive, but don't despair either. With God's help, you will get through this. Now, I also want to say this. That sounds like doom and gloom. I don't want to say, well, Lord, we say that. I guess we'll make it through the other side. You know what? We can live victorious in the midst of that because we know the final destination. Amen. We know that God is for us. Amen. We know that, you know what? No weapon formed against us is going to prosper. We, we got the promises of God. Let them cultivate in your life so that you'll be an overcomer. Amen. Keep on rolling. Look who God says you are. I have to constantly read that. Look through his word. It's, it's, you know, from time to time, we would write a whole list of those things down. His, his word is his love story to us, his children. But you know what? Why is it? Have you ever done this? You can tell somebody, man, that looks nice. That really looks good. Like your car. That's cool. Nice haircut. Everything else. And one person, you go, oh, you bought that car? They never heard anything else you said. They just got the negative. Come on now. Talking to the front row. <laughs> Talking to all of us. Hey, you know, baby, you look beautiful. That's nice. That's all. Man, that's all. That looks great. Everything else. And then Denise goes, but do you like these shoes? And I go, ah, and I do this. I go, oh, no, I stopped. I had, I had just a little. That means she's going to change everything. You know, I go, yeah. She said, well, you didn't answer. Like, you know. <laughs> Why did I do that? I said, yes, yes, yes. And then I try to get smart sometimes. Go, well, you know, well. Don't you got the blue one? I like the blue one better. I don't have the blue one anymore. Oh, gosh. You know, I'm just trying. I try to out smarter sometimes. You can't do it, guys. So you just say, you beautiful, baby. You can wear a tater sack and look better. You know, look good. Right? Nope. Sometimes, you know, we only hear what we want to hear. Amen? So I'll tell you what God wants you to hear. You are amazing. You are worth it. He loves you because he loves you because he loves you. Amen. So look at this. Let's live out the life Christ poured into us. He paid a big price for us to have what we got today. He gives us wholeness. He gives us love. He gives us grace and mercy. I said, we need to soak in that. Look how, look how it got Joseph through. You know, we get a hangman. We go, oh, man, nobody loves me. This guy was in a pit. They lied about him. They forgot about him. His brother sold them out and everything else. And we think we're having a bad day. When you have a bad day, put it up against the back of the cross. 
backdrop of the cross. Because right there, you come out victorious. I don't care what's going on, what you did, what you said, what somebody else said. Go with what God said. And it'll change everything that we're going through. I wrote a couple of things down here. I said, let's just take things one day at a time, one task at a time, one situation at a time. I said, God can use who you are. He created you for a time such as this. Don't miss out on being all you can be. And then I wrote last night, I thought, isn't this something? I said, who you are is no surprise to God. But how God can use you might be a surprise <laughs> to you. Be available. I can tell you, I didn't think God was going to use me to preach. And there's a whole lot of other things I'd like God to use me on, you know? I didn't think, I never thought that God would give me the privilege of playing guitar at church. I didn't even know they play guitar at church. I didn't know any of that. Nothing. You talk about how far you can be removed. I didn't know. You know? And the first time we went to church, I'm thinking, okay, that's okay. Let's see what's going on. You know, this is the day. This is the day. And they're doing this, and I'm going, they ain't got no amplifiers up in here. No drums or anything. But one day, they said, don't you play guitar? I go, yeah. You want to play guitar? I go, yeah. Sure. Can my buddy play too? Yeah. And Alan comes in there with that long ponytail and them cowboy boots. And when he opened that case, everybody went. And that's something I thought, well, I thought everybody's welcome. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, they are. But they got this going. Right? Yeah, that's good, yeah. Yeah, the next three Sundays they're talking about haircuts. I thought, there could be a problem here. But I said, I think I'm good. I don't think I'm going to play no more there. That's why when we're looking at and I'm not knocking anything or whatever. That, that, I'm just telling you what I saw. I was like, that's not supposed to, that's, that's not what we're talking about here. How's that, how's that fit? So that's why we always say, we're going to love you right where you are. I don't care if your hair is sticking up like this or it's going like this. It, you know, I want to know, do you know Jesus? I want to know, do you know what? Hey, what can we do to love on you? How can we help you in what's going on? Hey, how can we help build up the kingdom of God together? Because that's what's going to count. You know, it's, nothing else is going to matter. So I'll tell you what, there's always opportunities in our life. God can use who you are. The things that God has poured in your life can be used so much more magnified. You know what I mean? For the kingdom to pay eternal dividends. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of times we think, well, man, I, I don't draw, I don't play guitar, I don't do this. That's okay. You know? Look at Sonny. Sonny's been used all the time with this, with his uh, taking the kids out on the boat, things like that. Sonny loves to do. But he uses that as a tool to just give people a good time and say, look, look what God created. Look what's going on here. You know what? For, for that hour or however long there or whatever for the week, they don't have to worry about anything. You know? And he can speak into their life. Look at the things that you guys do. Teachers. All types of stuff. Everyday folks. Firemen. Man. Guys crab boating. Whatever. Using your hammer. Whatever it is, man. There's something in the course of the day. I promise you. There's something in the course of the day that God can use you in to bring him glory and encourage you and somebody else. Don't try to always figure it out. Just be open to it. Just be thinking about it. Say, Lord, you know what? I know nobody's beyond your grace. Use me today. Use me today, Lord. Can we do that? What would happen if we do that? Go home with this in your mind here. Romans 8, 31. What then shall we say in response to these things? What things? All the stuff going on in the world. 
All of a sudden, it's not much different than what was happening back then. There was persecution. There was this and that and everything. What's the neighbors going to say? They're probably going to say, thank the Lord. Right? And it goes on from there. And it says, if God is for us, who can be against us? I want you to see that today. That you know what? You can never drift too far from God. But it's a whole lot easier to stay on course, isn't it? Right? And even when we're on course, there's going to be some waves. There are going to be some bumps and some bruises and things. But I want to tell you today, you know what? That because of what Jesus Christ has done for us, He's never let you go. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much that no one is beyond your grace, Lord. I thank you that you know what? You love us right where we are for a time such as this. That Lord, cultivate something in our hearts today. Yeah, we'll get through this. But we're more in conquerors in you and through you. Lord, how will you use us this week, starting today, this, this day? To bring forward to you. To make a difference. And we never want to leave here without asking this question. If you die today, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven? Are you positive? Well, I hope so, buddy. I went to church before. There's no, no, that's not what I'm talking about. If you die today. If I was preaching your funeral today, would we be able to celebrate and say, you know what? I know that this person, fill in the blank, your name, is going to heaven today. Well, why is that? Because you have called on the name of Jesus and said, Lord, save me. Come into my life and forgive me my sin. And I want to walk out there with you today. If that's your prayer today, I want you to look right here where I'm at because I want to pray with you. If that's you today, let's get serious about this thing so that you know. And pray this from your heart with me. Dear Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I'm trusting you to hold on to my eternal life forever. I believe you're the Son of God that takes away the sin of the world. Take me, Lord. Save me. In Jesus' name. If that's you today, don't leave here without saying, you know what? I prayed that prayer. I prayed that prayer. Two weeks ago, a young lady, 37 years old, passed away. And I asked that same question. And many people said, yes to Jesus. And I shared this last week. And when I was walking ahead of that casket, this lady She's probably 35 years old. She grabbed my arm. She said, I did that today. I prayed that prayer today. Hey, look, if you prayed that prayer today, tell somebody before you leave it so we can rejoice with you. If you're here today and you say, buddy, I prayed that prayer, but I've walked away and done things my way. Well, that's all right. Because God is for you. Regardless, he didn't change. No one is beyond God's grace. I want you to hear that message today. That God will take you right where you are. Bring you back in. You mean no matter what? No matter what. Your life is not surprising God. You just might be surprised that the life that God puts back in your life. Amen. Call on the name of Jesus. Don't leave here without him today. Father God, I pray for each one here today. For those that made the decision today, Lord, I ask you to just continue to seal that in our heart, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that, uh, that you're at work in our lives, Lord. I thank you that we can continue to just uh, press on and press in, Lord, to what you have. Lord, be with us this day. Continue to grow. So I, ask, I pray for safe travel. I pray for our family and friends who are not able to, to come today, Lord, for those that have been uh, struggling, Lord. Hear us now. We need you. We trust you. And we'll be victorious in you and through you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. <laughs>